0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Valley Church. I pray that this message will fill you with the hope of the gospel and will help you follow Jesus today. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, visit valleychurchwv.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. If you have your Bibles with you, we're gonna talk about being sent today. Speaking of missions, and I I wasn't real sure, what was going on here at the church. Again, I try to follow you all and, and just to see what God's doing. And I know you all, I saw the services in the, at the Lincoln Theater? Um, that's super cool. And I, I assume it went well. I was able to see a lot of the pictures and stuff. And, and again, we pray for you. And pastor, I really appreciated the prayer circle because I believe the same way that we are on mission together. And brother Gary, you guys over at the warehouse in Parkersburg, same way. I'm responsible for Peyton City. I'm responsible for New Martinsville. I'm responsible for Parkersburg and Belpris. Just as much I am, you know, it it cuts both ways. And so I really appreciate that. And so we are in a church and you guys are, whether you know it or not, um, you're going to figure it out through this series that you're in a church that believes in going out and reaching people. And this church believes in the Great Commission. And this church believes that we are called to go out and to reach other people. And, and In other words, it's just not going to magically happen that someone is going to hear about Christ, or somebody's going to be pulled out of a difficult situation. Or maybe not even pulled out of a difficult situation. Maybe God's calling you to kind of step in. Now, I'm not saying to step into sin. I'm saying to step in to get dirty a little bit, because that's what it looks like. It's difficult to love people where they're at. Trust me, I have family members that it's super difficult, I, I, and, and listen, and I don't want to start some huge church fight today, but you know, the, there's that saying, blood is thicker than water, right? And I don't know how many times in my life I've been burnt really, really bad by family, and realizing it took me until I got to about 30, 35, and realize, yeah, you know what? Blood is thicker than water, the blood of Jesus Christ. Like, my closest confidants are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, you know, sometimes we got to go and we just got to love our family. And it doesn't look good. And we're taking black eyes to the face. And, and, and they're just, you know what I mean? I mean? Obviously, I'm speaking metaphorically. We are just having to struggle back and forth. And, but yet, God has called us into that. But what does it look like? First of all, to even be sent. This morning, I have a little title, and I believe you have it on the back of your bulletin. It says, Sent the Anatomy of the Call. And I'm not going to to get into any journeys necessarily. I want to get into how it even starts. Because it's got to start somewhere, right? Everything starts somewhere. So we're going to read, and I'm going to read for you. You can read along if you want. It doesn't matter. We're going to start in Acts. We're going to read chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, and I'll read it for you. It says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Siren, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John to assist them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in these next few minutes that we have, Um, Lord, we just want to give our hearts and our minds over to you and what you have for us. And Lord, I believe that each and every one of us here is called to, to something specific in this life. And you have something that only each and every one of us can accomplish. And I see a lot of friendly faces and people that we've known for many years now, people that we love and we pray and we care for. And they're in spots and families and work situations and environments and neighborhoods that I will never get to, The Pastor Jonathan will never be able to get to. They are called to that. They are sent out into that each and every day, Lord. Help us to take hold of that and realize that we are all called and you have something for all of us to do, Lord, and that we would, through this message today and through this whole series, Lord, that we would realize what it is that you have for us and that we would accomplish it together for you. In your name we pray. Amen. Number one, being sent. What is being sent? Being sent is a local church effort, being sent is a local church effort. Acts 13.1, what does it say, guys? You see at the beginning, it says, now there were in the church at Antioch. Now, I'm not saying, guys, today that, and I'm, I've got several points, as you can see, so don't worry. Pa- Pastor said about an hour and a half, so... No, Gary's <laughs> laughing at me. Um, I'm going to kind of move through some of these, so please follow along if you would. I'm not saying God cannot send or doesn't move or do anything outside i 'm not necessarily talking about the building of the church i 'm talking about the body of believers is what i 'm talking about this morning. We see that he did that there at the Church of Antioch. He is working through his people that are being gathered together to be even being close to being sent. by the way, that should be a goal for each and every one of us that shouldn 't be something that we fear like I know a lot of times the connotation is is that if God's going to send me to the mission field, I'm going to have to leave this. I'm going to have to leave that. It's one of the greatest callings ever. I'm not talking about, obviously I believe that about missions and international missions, but I believe the work that he's called each and every us to do is just being sent is the most awesome thing of all time, guys. And it shouldn't make us fearful. It shouldn't make us where we're afraid. We should feel honored. We should, I believe, realize that, you know what, if I'm feeling God sending me I feel like I'm walking with him and I'm doing something right. Because why? Because we see at the very beginning in this anatomy of the call, it's a local church effort. So even being close to being sent, you've got to be present. You have to be present. You have to be present with that body, whether it's here, whether it's small groups, whatever you guys got going on when you go out here into the community and reach people, you have to be present. The sent group is always among the active servants. Look, if you would, again, in verse number one, it says, prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Siren, and a lifelong friend of Herod Tetrarch, and Saul. Prophets, teachers, scundical teachers, worship leaders, small group leaders, elders. God sends active people into his harvest field. He does. And I, I remember... Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, I learned a lot over the years. God, when He called us into missions, and we go through this, and we talk with Allison and Peyton a lot, and they are from a different generation. And you know, I grew up in this Baptist church, and this is just the way we did things, and X, Y, Z. And the only way I knew to 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 go and and raise support was just to like cold call stuff. And, I, and y'all remember MapQuest? where you would had to print out directions. And we didn't, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a laptop. And we would print out a big stack. Like, okay, I got to drive from Parkersburg to New Hampshire and then from here to there. And Tessa remembers we have like stack one, stack two, stack three, stack four. And that's all that I knew to do. And that's what we did. And that's how we eventually got on them. And now we do through a lot. We have social media and all that stuff didn't happen until we were already uh, on the mission field. But I remember one time we came back to our home church and we've heard a lot of shocking things over the years that people have said to us, by the way. Um, but I remember uh, vividly this, this, this one sweet, sweet lady, and she came up to me. She was sitting about right here where my wife is, and she came up, and she really, it, it kind of blew me away. She came up, and she gave me a big hug, and we were in town for a short furlough or something. And you got to realize, before we were called into missions, we were the youth leaders, we were the young adult leaders... We did the junior church for the kids. We ran a van route. I had an HVAC business that I, you know, but I mean, we were very, very active in the church. And so it was kind of a hole, that, a, a big hole when we were pulled away. And the lady said, she goes, I cannot believe that God would call you away. I remember her saying that. And initially I was, I was a little bit offended, like, you know, wow, I can't believe you're telling me. It kind of felt discouraging, you know, and it made me kind of feel bad. But then it made me realize, you know what? God's not going to call people that aren't doing anything. You know, he's going to take the people that are actually doing something. Now, I'm not going to say the best of the best because I'm not the best of the best. But I was just willing to be present and to be used. And my wife was willing. Now, obviously, we have that call on our lives. But we were there and we were present and we were willing and we were doing something. And that is the type of people that he is looking for. So guys, when, and this, and I don't even recall, when he really starts working, you've probably already seen this some here in this church, you're going to see people come and go. And you're going to see good people come and go. And pastor, you know this, and it's going to be people that hurts. And it's going to be like someone that does something like, our brother back here doing all this like techie stuff. And it's like, well, God's called me here. And you're like, oh, you know, you're excited, right? But he's calling people that are doing something, guys, and he wants to use you. And I'm wanting to encourage you guys to step into what the role he has for you in this church. He's, I really believe, and I'm not a member of this church. I feel like I am, but I'm not. But I think he's got big things in store for me. I really do. And I, I feel like you guys are just on the cusp of, I don't know what. I'm not in your prayer groups or in the, in the team meetings and leadership meetings. And, and I'm sure maybe sometimes you all feel like it, it's, it's a struggle. But man, God's got something big. And he wants you to simply just step in and fill your role. He is going to use people that are doing something for him. The sent also seek God above all else, and God sins when we seek. I'm going to read that again. The sent seek God above all else, and God sins when we seek. Acts 13.2 While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. "Why It doesn't say, while they were at the Mexican restaurant after church, you know, fighting over where they should pray before they eat the chips and salsa first. By the way, I'm post chip, not pre chip. You know, I eat the <laughs> chips and I pray later. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> Isn't that funny though, <laughs> you know? Like I'm <laughs> I, I am, I'm post chip. I'm not pre chip, but while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, "We see that they weren't only present, but they were seeking him." And this can be said about this church, and I thought about this morning, and it feels so good. The group was alive and active. You guys are alive and active here. It's a beautiful thing when you see God's people that are alive and active. The group, in, that, in this instance, they were alive and active. They weren't idle and occupied. Our goal all the time should be always exalting and always seeking. And when we always exalt and we, always exce- and we, all, we are always seeking Him, that is when He is going to do His work through us through Valley Church. So if Valley Church is an idol church and we're just kind of, we're just focused on ourselves, inwardly focused, he's not going to do a whole lot. I mean, we can have a lot of nice programs and we can feel good, but we're not going to fulfill what God really wants for us here at this church if we are operating in that manner. And sadly, and guys, I've been in hundreds and hundreds of churches through my missionary life. I would say... 90% at least of churches are like that. And, and these are good people, I, people I love. And, and, and some of the leadership that I'm really tight with would say the same thing. And they're trying to kind of change that and get back to like, this is biblically what we should look like. You know, we, shouldn't be inwardly, we should not be outwardly focused. And this is exactly where we should be. We should be seeking and saying, God, if we seek you above all else, we know that you're going to send And that's what he wants to do, guys. We need to always be exalting. We always be seeking. What else? The sent do not send. They are simply ready and expecting to go. That's very important, that expecting part. Just like I said at the beginning. We need to be ready for God to call out our people, our best, what we view as the best. And again, we don't do the sending. We're simply ready. Verse 13, or excuse me, verse 2 again set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Now, it's one thing if someone comes to you and says, hey, listen, um, I need help with this class or I need help with this event. Or, you know, uh, I, I, I can kind of see, and, and obviously it's a job as pastors here for your leadership to be like, I, I kind of see this in you. and But at the same time, uh, pastor can't call you into something. He can see something. He can pray. He can obviously give his opinion. But at the end of the day, God is going to do the calling. God is going to be to one to send out. Some of the greatest, if you would look through, and, and Allison and Peyton do uh, a lot of cool stuff with uh, some of their uh, dramas that they do about missions and one of the ones they drew up was talking about several different missionaries, uh, Amy Carmichael and some of the other ones. And if you look at some of the missionaries over the course of history, were if we would have saw them sitting in our church or at the local restaurant, there are some of the most, and I, I say this, I don't, I don't say this lightly, but insignificant type people that you would see. Paul was that type of guy, we know that. I mean, you're like, Paul? If we would have really met Paul... If Paul was sitting in the back row of the church, we'd be like, that's Paul? This is him, you know? And God uses people like that. Some of the biggest giants are of just such the smallest stature and they have quiet voices. But they are full of the Holy Spirit and they are ready and they are expecting to go. They are ready and they're expecting. It should not be a surprise. What else do we see? The scent follow through after contact. Verse three, then after fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now remember, they started while they were worshiping, right? While they were worshiping, that's the the call happened. So we see here that they kept going. They kept worshiping and fasting and praying. We don't know exactly what that time, how much time passed by, but they kept doing what God had called them to do, the exalting and the seeking, the exalting and the seeking. And when they were done, they laid their hands on them. The after contact, following through, that's a difficult thing to do. I, I heard my, my father-in-law is a pastor, and he was up in front of the church the other day talking about... Um, promises that he made to his wife. He, he didn't say promises. He wanted to differentiate, I think. He said, there's a the difference between me promising and saying that I'll do something. So I think he was trying to have some leeway with an argument with my mother-in-law, um, you know, just like, you know, projects that get done around the house. And, but following through is a big deal. Right. And I know I, I played baseball for many years growing up, and that was one of the big things. Right. When you were batting is once you make contact, you just you know, you hit that ball. Right. You've got to follow completely through. And it's the same way with what God has called us to do. Guys, you have to follow all the way through. You've got it. Once God calls, you know, he's, you don't just stop there. I believe you have to fast even more. We have to pray even harder. We have to seek even more. We need to be in the word, in the book, more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Guys, we are in a day, it's difficult for me. I'm being quite honest. I, I have a difficult, I'm not a news person, um, if I watch, and, and by the way, I don't care what station it is. You know, I'm not going to get in all the different news stations and I like this channel, and I like that channel. But it can get pretty depressing when you watch the news day in and day out. I've noticed that. One of the greatest things for me of being away from home here is that I'm kind of detached from that. And it's easier for me just to focus on what God's called me to do. Whereas here... It's kind of everywhere. People want to talk about it. You sit down at the restaurant, and hey, did you see this? And, oh, no, and Pelosi this, and Schumer that, and blah, 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 blah. blah. You know, and, and, again, I'm not saying that we don't need to pray, and we don't need to be actively involved, and we need to seek change. But I really believe as a church we need to get back where we're just seeking him because yeah. that is going to be what changes this. That's what, you know. And, and the young people that we have here, that starting here and down, that is going to be the change. It's going, Let's focus on them. Let's spend time with them. Yeah, and I, I believe we need to vote Bible and I believe we need to do all those things and I believe he's called us to make a difference in our communities as leaders and all those fun things. But at the end of the day, the main thing always needs a main thing and the main thing is Jesus Christ himself, guys. That should always be our focus. The scent go with one principle mandate. The scent go with one principle mandate. Share Jesus not share your opinions, not share I, I, I and this is a little funny story. I remember sitting in the, so many stories over the years. Um, and, and and Pastor Jonathan, you know a little bit about me and my background. I was sitting in this very, very conservative missionary training session years ago. <laughs> Tessa's like shaking her head already. And and I remember sitting with this missionary, and he was going to Africa and we were talking about music, and he said, well, I don't believe in anything other than the piano. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, guitars exist. I mean, whether you believe in them or not, you know, they exist. He's like, well, no, I really believe this. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I was going to Zambia or somewhere. We've already got a church, and they're going to pay for a container so we can ship a piano to whatever church that we plant in the middle of Zambia, Africa. And I'm like, I remember thinking at the time, what? You know, we're trying to go to the mission field and you're worried about already a piano. You know, God didn't call us to worry about things like that. Yeah, we need to see and follow what's in scripture, but he has called us to go and to proclaim him and to preach him and to share his love and to share his grace and to share the change that only he can bring to our lives. Look, if you would, in verse number five, when they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed, first thing they did, first thing they did, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. You know, we do a lot of different, I was against myself as a missionary like 15 years ago, and I'm going to explain why now. Now. Because I was very conceited, I was very egotistical, I, I was a lot of things, but I, I, it was kind of like, and this really isn't in my, in my notes, but I was, I was kind of like, you either plan a church or you do nothing else. And we do, both, we do church planning, but we also are in the middle of a country where it's like the number one malnourished, one of the top three or four malnourished countries in the world. And I'm in the middle of starving people. Star- I mean, literally starving people. And I go to them and I'm like, and again, don't take me wrong. I know I'm there to share the gospel. And I do share the gospel. But if you're starving and I'm like, eat this piece of paper. It tells you how to go to heaven. And once you do that, then maybe I'll come back and give you some rice or something. Does that, do you think that's going to work? No. They need to see that I care about them, that they're starving that they don't have clean water, that they're living on a dirt floor, that they have black lung because they have open fires burning in the middle of their homes, that the earthquake took out the back half of their adobe house again this year. You know, that type of thing. And I thought, well, you know what, if it's not constantly, you know, John the Baptist type living, that I'm, I'm not doing what God wants me to do, that surely that's not of him. And obviously, I've found out different that it is of him. There, but there are many ways for us to share the gospel and have the open door. You heard Allison talk about it. It is different. It found it on the web, it, it, the web, it said. <laughs> but Al, Allison and Peyton is a little bit different. She said, "Rich, and I, and I love it. It says their, their tagline, missions reimagined. And it is, it's something, she's using something. I don't know if you all know this about, and and I don't want to offend them, um, but the theater crowd is a different group of people. And she has, and and they're they're all together lovely, but quite different people. And, but very, very hard. Allison told me um, when you went and you'd went to some of the regional, like, competition things, that, I mean, it's a very, very progressive and liberal group. And to have a voice in there that stands up for Christ, and it shares his love, and it says, no, 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 this is what Christians are all about. Well, how come all we hear is that um, we hate homosexuals, and we hate, see, things got really quiet now, right? We hate that, we don't like it. Where's our love? We're called the love, right? We're called, how am I going to win? Am I saying this is right, this lifestyle is right? no but they got to know that we love them and we've got to be willing to put ourselves in a situation. Remember that dirty, filthy situation. It doesn't feel good to us, but again, it's not how we feel. It's all about him. And it's all about proclaiming him guys. This is what the anatomy is of being sent. I am not one of the biggest things I learned. um, When I went to language school is that I have no idea how I passed and graduated high school (laughs) Because we started talking about pronouns and all this, and I'm like, pro. I'm not a pro at anything, you know. I mean, what's a pronoun? Um, But the word "sent." And correct me if I'm wrong. No, don't correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, I don't need any grammar type Nazis with me today. I'm just going to say this. So, the best of my understanding and what Google told me, (laughs) "sent" is both a verb, simple past tense and a past participle of sin. Is that right? Does that sound right? Okay, close enough. But sin is also a noun. It's also a noun. It's also a noun. It's us. It's you and me. We are the sent, And we are being sent, each and every one of us. And he's got a place for you guys. He does. And I don't know every... I know God's doing awesome things here, and I don't know, and it's, and it's, not, it's, not, it's not my business to know where God is moving this church, but I know he's moving it somewhere awesome. But I also know he's moving in such a way I can kind of feel that movement just being here in your all's presence. It's kind of one of the movements like, I need to be like on the peak of that wave or I'm going to be on the back side of it because God's moving and we're going with him and we want to be on the front side of this thing. And guys, I want you on the front side of that thing and we want you to ride that wave all the way to wherever God has it for this church, for this valley. Where does he have you in this picture? in this sent picture where does he have you are you ready are you expecting to be sent today i hope you are let's pray dear heavenly father lord i don't know the heart and the mind of every person that's here today and i most certainly lord do not know exactly what call you have on each person's life here i know um, for me and for my wife and for our family, it started years ago. And it started way before we uh, became missionaries. It started way before we, we, we went to Costa Rica or Mexico or eventually where we're at now, Guatemala. That call started with my wife and I doing a Sunday school class. It started with my wife and I going to the, the, the local uh, a football game where some of the high school students in our youth group are at and just showing that we love them and showing we cared about them and, and in our first place being sent was we went to uh, uh, the church house during a fellowship and we helped set up tables and and, and it went when we were putting up I, I saw new posters here lord in the back and the vision of this church and and what it stands for and 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 and, and where they want to go and how they're going to get there. And we just came and we helped hang stuff up like that. I remember one time, Lord, I, I showed up at the church and I spent like eight hours with a bunch of men just sealing the parking lot for all those people. We didn't know who were going to come in, but we knew you were going to bring in to the church to hear the good news. That's what being sent looked like for me. I remember one time, Lord, that I, I went to, uh, uh, we, we almost had a teenager fall out of a raft up on the new river. And we were just loving on kids and took them whitewater rafting kids that have never really had their family do anything for them, lived in the downtown rough area of Parkersburg, West Virginia. And that's what being sent looked like is at that point in time. And Lord, I, I pray that everybody here can relate to that. Everything is important. I, there's people here, Lord, that mean a lot to me and my family that are a great help to us, whether it's financially or prayerfully, and, and they're right where you want them to be. They have no clue, I don't think, how important their spot is in being sent and what they are being sent to do in my life. But I know that there are people here that you have something extraordinary for them to do, and it doesn't have to look like they're building a life center in a, in a third-world village. It could be they're dealing with that difficult family member or that difficult child or that co-worker or, or maybe it's just they know they need to be more involved here at Valley Church and they've just been kind of holding off a little bit and they don't want to, to commit. Lord, help them to realize that we are all sent. We are part of that, each and every one of us as your children, and we all have specific roles to fill. If we're to change this valley, for the cause of Jesus Christ is going to take every single one of us doing exactly what you've called us to do. And the beauty of that is, is that everybody here can know what that is, as long as they draw themselves close to you and they walk with you and they're faithful in it, Lord, and you'll show them. And the the staff here and the other brothers and sisters will walk with them and we're going to serve and we're going to change this valley together for you, Lord. We look forward to it, God. Lord, I love this church. I love this pastor. I love these people, God. I pray your richest blessings upon them. I pray for your favor with the community, with the leadership in these communities around them, God. I don't know what you have in store here for Valley Church, Lord, but I know it's something great, God, and we can't wait. We're praising you for it now, for all that you've done, Lord, but more for all that you're going to do. In your name we pray. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Valley Church. If you are impacted by today's teaching or made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you, pray for you, and walk with you. To connect with us, visit valleychurchwv.com. There you will find resources on following Jesus and information about how to partner with us here at Valley Church as we seek, serve, and send disciples of Christ.